Greetings everybody, it's mid-October as I say these words and the BMW Motorrad World Endurance Team has just nailed its first victory at the final round of the 2021 World Championship. In chalking up this memorable victory, they also secured second place in the final championship standings. It seemed a good time as any to catch up with team manager Werner Damon, who tells me how they did it, why the MWR is a serious track tool and why this important victory sets things up nicely for 2022. Let's go! Okay, so Werner Damon, welcome to Ride and Talk. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Same here for me. Yeah, well, first and foremost, congratulations on the race win last weekend. You must be very proud of the whole team. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm very proud. It was a long year. Already the last two years, we fighting for uh, for the victory. Uh, we have a few times already on the podium. And uh, yeah, then you, you, you know the victory can come. And finally, the last phase of the season, the victory was there with 0.07 of a second. Uh, it was very exciting to to win, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the, the smallest margin of victory ever in Endurance World Championship. Like you said, 70 milliseconds. Fantastic to have such drama in the closing stages, but probably not good for your nerves, Werner. No, it was all the year. We were a little bit uh, like this. Uh, we The first race in, in, uh, in uh, Le Mans, where we crashed the first lap or the second lap, uh, we're coming back to place three. Uh, this we did the same in Estoril. We crashed and we're coming back to place three on 0.09 from the second place. And now uh, we are uh, winning the race, but every time it's not on a normal way. Uh, I hope next year we can w- win on a normal way with a little bit more uh, distance from the other guys. Yeah, understood, understood. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's the first victory for the team in uh, EWC, which which is a massive achievement when you're up against the calibre of teams like Yoshimura Cert, who've won, I think, 17 titles, 17 world titles over the years. So I guess that meant you celebrated hard on Saturday night. No, we must go back uh, on uh, on uh, Sunday morning with the flight. So, uh, it's OK. But uh, of course, I'm, I'm very uh, excited. I sleep for the first time uh, good this week. Because uh, uh, yeah, you know we we, uh, we we want to win already for a long time, and you feel it also in the team. We grow into the season, and you feel it inside the team also that the victory was coming. That for me was sure, and also the riders on Sunday morning, uh, both riders say, "When I feel we we have the possibility to win now, and uh, if you win also, yeah, then 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 it's uh, it's a very nice feeling, of course, because uh, yeah, then you you everything is what you do in a full year, working day and night." A lot of stress is coming uh, coming to the end, and it's it's for, for for both of us, for BMW and for the team, was it really exciting? Yeah, and of course, not just the victory itself, but second in the final overall rankings is great. You know, considering, like you say, the recent disappointment at the Bold Door, that's a, that's a good result, isn't it? Second. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, it's always and after this reason, uh, uh, a lot of if uh, if if we don't have the problem in in uh, in Le Mans, if we don't have the problem in Le Castellet, we, we could also be world champion. But okay, uh, we know that that uh, uh, next year we 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 are able to fight for the victory you, you, for the world championship. You never know. But if everything is going okay, we are one of the favorites. I think together with uh, with Suzuki and and, and Yamaha and Kawasaki, were one of the favorites for the world title for sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that 100%. And of course, that maiden win for the uh, MRR, it just came one week after the first World Superbike Championship win for the BMW Motorrad Motorsport team, didn't it? So it kind of seems like things are starting to happen now. So I guess it's a shame this season has to end already, doesn't it? 
Yes, like you say, the M is a, is a really good bike, and and we felt already in the first uh, test that that we have a better bike than the than the S version. Uh, that was already a good bike, and then of course we follow very good uh, world superbike guys. And as I see that Michael was fifth in the qualifying, what is best qualifying result from the last years, and uh, when he was crashing out the first race by by Locatelli, I know that the the the, the, the possibility was there. He he was in the podium. And then his, his, his win on the on the on the Sunday morning in on the drying up track was already uh, very good. And then in the afternoon he make again a strong result. Um, and then the 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 yeah once the flow is there, you smell the victory. And and we we coming in most and the first pre practice was already uh, good. And then yeah the atmosphere in the team is better and better and, and, and yeah on the end of the story we won. And I think, like you, like you just say, it's a start for the M bike. Uh, hopefully, uh, Van der Mark or, or this this weekend in Argentina, they can make again a good uh, result. And I think for sure it's possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, not just that result, but your result as well. It must give you great confidence for what lies ahead. So I guess that means you're going to be pretty busy this winter, testing and preparing for 22. Yeah, yeah, sure. We 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 never stop. Hey, it's it's uh, uh next week is already a test, uh, and then uh, in December already we planned uh, testing uh, for uh, different parts and tire testing never stops. Uh, next week is already tire testing again for next year. Uh, yeah, exactly. We we never stop. Maybe we stop. Maybe the first week of November or the first two weeks of November, we go a little bit slow down, but for the rest we we working uh, full time. Full steam ahead, absolutely. So, Werner, just a short season review for everybody who hasn't watched every single round like I have. So, cast your mind back earlier this year to the 24 hours of uh, Le Mans. I mean, that was serious drama, wasn't it? You know, from a leading position, a minor crash and a problem with the fuel system that led to several unscheduled pit stops. And then I think at one time the team found itself back in 43rd place, many laps behind the leaders and pretty much out of contention. But your team showed fantastic fighting spirit on the MRR and gradually worked, you know, back towards the front of the field, one position at a time. And in the end, after 24 hours of racing, I think it was Chavi Forrest who brought the number 37 MRR home in third place but surely Werner that third place must have felt like a victory at the time yeah uh, on the end of the race yes to be honest I was uh, really disappointed in the, in the beginning from the testing because we have a pre pre Le Mans test and uh, where we broke the lap record uh, all three drivers broke the lap record and the, the, the pre-tests are incredible we are so strong we never won before and then we're coming there and we have some minor problems what uh, put us back and before we understand that the race was already there. Uh, then we have, uh, like you say, a small crash in the beginning. We have some problems with the fuel system, what we have to change two times. Two times we have to change the full uh, uh, fuel system. And uh, on the end, uh, yeah, 24 hours long, we are fighting and we'll be driving the fastest lap times. It's long, 24 hours. Because on the end, you're, you're seeing you place 40, 38, uh, 30. And then on the end of the story, you are third. Yeah, it's, it's, it was for us like a victory in this moment, for sure. So you're really tired, and then if you'll be third, then yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a dream. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird as well, isn't it? Because like you say, 24 hours is a long time. It's a lot of, a lot of time for things to go wrong in a racing environment, but it's also a lot of time for working things out and perhaps making amends for things that have gone wrong. So it's kind of the stuff dreams are made of, for sure. So... Take yourself back to the second round now, um, the 12-hour race in Estoril, which was back in July. I think from a leading position, Kenny had a bit of a fall and, and that cost, I think, four and a half minutes in the pits to fix the bikes and the team were again four laps down. And I think 
in 20th place on rejoining the race but then a combination of you know really consistent riding plus quite a few seriously hot laps saw the team earn another podium finish kind of similar to Le Mans in a way but the title the title I guess it was still on at that point wasn't it yeah sure we we I still to be honest we have to win this this race and then in uh in Le Mans we we know Suzuki uh, is very strong, and that's what what they did. Uh, we have to be honest; they they were the strongest in Le Mans. And Estoril was just the opposite. We are the strongest. We are uh, far away the fastest on the track. Um, in the testing, everywhere we are the fastest. The tires were working really good, much better than the Bridgestone. The Dunlops are, are the best in uh, in Estoril. And then we have this small crash, and it's only eight hours. You know, then then it's a problem. Huh? You lose a lot of time. But then uh, we coming back uh, till uh, place uh, three on zero point nine nine seconds from the second place, and I was happy with the third place, of course. But there, I was a little bit disappointed because we know we we, we know we are the best there, and if you are the best and you you only third, it's not not a nice feeling. And like you say, I think there we can go. Uh, we got to be in the first place from the world championship. I think only we are two two points behind the the, the second place. Um, yeah, but the third place was good. Two races, two times podium, it's not so bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an old uh, racing cliche, but when people say that's racing, but it's so true, isn't it? Yeah, cuts you up big style. And then, of course, unfortunately, the team was besieged by a technical issue at the bowl door, which was a big setback, of course. But you guys never gave up, did you? You know, you just sort of picked yourselves up and focused on that final race. And that, to me, shows true fighting spirit among the team. Yeah, it, when 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 we have this problem in in uh, Lamar, it was really a uh, uh, hard hard to to take for us because we uh, you know you're working hard. You have the the pre tests we have the test test was good. Uh, we have some uh, small issues uh, in the beginning of the race where we fall back uh, again, and then we coming back to place four. And we are we are uh, we have a different strategy. We we are a little bit slower, but we know that we have to uh, four times less to the box than the other guys because we have a very uh, good fuel uh, fuel consumption. Uh, as we know, we can grow, we can go easily to the to the second second place. Easily, it's never easy, but uh, that was possible. And um, we can, could be first in the world championship before we go to the last race. But okay, unfortunately, we have a technical problem. Yeah, can happen. Uh, of course, was the first, uh, the first really uh, problem we have in the BMW. Yeah, uh, we we can happen. Um, and then uh, we have to we have to when we come back to the workplace uh, here, we spoke about it uh, with the mechanics. Um, and then we say, okay, guys, we have to turn up uh, the button, and we go back for uh, for a must where we where we want to win. That's and that's also what it takes. Not always like this, but this time it, it happens like this. Just touching on what you said there about fuel consumption, because I think um, in his post-race comments, right, he, he talked about a five-stop strategy working well at Must, but he also said that the fuel consumption was another key to, to success last weekend. So how so? How, how good is the fuel consumption then on the latest bike? Uh, the work from uh, our crew chief and uh, BMW is, is really good. They make uh, a special mapping for WBC where they found uh, 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 average between power and, and, and the fuel consumption. And it, this is re- really good, to be honest. I think together with Suzuki, we are the longest on track. I think we were in, uh, most we are five laps more on track than, for example, Yamaha. And, uh, okay, it's a different strategy. They were faster than us. We, we drive longer than them. We have one stop uh, less. And the end of uh, of the race, yeah, you see, we're coming together and we have just the notes, uh, just the notes in 
want. Yeah, that would say we have the best strategy because we won. <laughs> it's what it is. Are very close. Now, I, I must really say the, the the fuel consumption from our bike is uh, really good. Yeah, it's, it's in top level, top. A bit about you then, Werner. You you raced for many years before moving into team management and you've enjoyed plenty of success. I think you won seven titles with BMW and the IDM and the European Stock Championships. But what are the factors that make endurance racing so special for you personally? Uh, I think from, from, from when I was young, I, I go watching the 24 hours of, of Spa here in Belgium. Uh, I drive by myself, Belgian Championship, and I, for me, the, the guys from... Uh, from the 24 hours, I say like Doc Poland or, or Carl Fogarty or for all, all those guys were really heroes for me, or than the GP guys, right? because for me, 24 hours, they're the real guys, I always say in, in the night. And uh, I promised to myself already then, uh, and, and uh, I want to do it by myself. Uh, and um, yeah, okay, that's what I did. Um, but afterwards, when I stopped racing in 2010, uh, I do the RDM, German Championship, but always I might pretty much to be do. I want to be German champion and Belgian champion. I want to be European champion. What we did, and afterwards I want to be a world champion with my team. And um, yeah, okay. And WBC is is my my thing. Uh, EBC is my my thing. And um, once uh, I spoke with Mark Bong from BMW uh, about about this, uh, we we directly agree with each other because he knows and he feels also I want to be world champion. And okay, next year we we, we go for it. Fantastic, yeah. Now, of course, you've been part of the BMW family for a very long time too, both as a rider, as you said, but also with your teams. But I'm wondering if you miss the riding or not. <laughs> it's a different kind of pressure, isn't it? I miss the riding, yes. Riding with bike, yes, sure. Uh, racing, racing with, with such a top bikes is always uh, like a dream. But I don't, um, the, the, I must say, I, I miss the exciting, the adrenaline from racing, for sure. I think everyone they always says this, but I don't miss anymore the the training, the nerves, the the the, the nights don't sleep uh, because you have to uh, the, the crashes you have. Uh, no, this I don't miss anymore. The, the nice things, nice. If if I think about the race in nice weather, nice tracks, yes. But if I think on, on cold races, uh, rain, no, no. Yeah, I'm sure it makes you a better team manager as well with the uh, past you've had. And of course, you've seen the development of the Double R ever since it burst onto the racing scene back in, I think, 2009. Um, I think you might have even had your first international win on the bike that year at the Salzburg Ring. But tell me, Werner, just how good is the latest MRR compared to that early Double R? I have the chance this year to drive with a standard M. And I, I can, I can. The standard M is already much better than, than my racing bike I have in in, in those years. Uh, especially the 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 way the the power is coming in, the electronic uh, traction control, uh, wheelie control, uh, um, all those things we we don't have uh, in these years. We have, but it works um, minor. It works. Sometimes we we cut it off because uh, it, it works so good. But now the standard bike is is is. is in a level like we have in 2010 you know, in the best racing bike. It's unbelievable how good they are in the moment. Yeah, yeah that, that is unbelievable to hear you say that when you think about what you needed to spend back in the day on, you know, on a, 
a fully fledged racing bike to to make it competitive compared to what effectively you can get out of the showroom uh, these days. It's remarkable. So I just want to touch on the riders that the team signed for the 2021 season, because with Marcus Ilya and Chavi, you had a really interesting blend of cultures and qualities on board the MRR. And then, of course, Kenny added uh, even more to the mix, especially experience. But what particular strengths did each rider bring to the table to make this such a successful team? Yeah, we we try to to manage the riders all all the same. Eh? We have with uh, with uh, with Kenny Kenny. Of course, we have the most experienced rider from us. He's uh, thirty seven. He's already world champion. He knows he knows everything how it goes. And then uh, we have a mix from from uh, uh, generations because we have uh, Salvi Fares, who is uh, also not anymore so young but very experienced in the world of bike. But uh, yeah, like you know, Salvi is incredible. He was an Estoril. He was so fast that that that. Blow up, he blow up the other guys all, and then of course Marcus and and Ilya were much younger, twenty five and twenty seven, who are still very young but very experienced. And you see less race in most they they both they drive the the race, and they start to adapt also on WEC because they are really sprint guys. Right? They they fight always to get to each other in uh, the week before in Hockenheim, they fight with each other, but uh, they both fast. Um, they're really good team players. I think that's the most important. They uh, they want to win for the team. I think that's what what uh, is the strength from both of them at the moment. Yeah, another interesting aspect of endurance racing, isn't it? The, the teamwork that you just don't get in most types of motorcycle racing. I've just wanted to ask you about those um, spectacular Le Mans style starts, though, because I've always thought that you know things could go horribly wrong in those moments. So, do you ever give your riders any advice about not being able to win those races on the first lap? Yes, we, we speak we speak about because uh, of course we make also exercises. Eh? We're like, for example, this time Ilya takes the start and we exercise in the morning. And I speak, of course, with him that you cannot win a 24 hour race in the first uh, corner for sure. But yeah, you know, once the, the, the flag has fallen, uh, the rider, you're out of control and the rider must take the, the, the thing. But in the moments, they, I must. Say all riders, uh, I'm happy with this. They they normally the first laps they 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 stay cool like like uh, Ilya say in front of me and most when I, I want to stay 15 laps in in the first leading group and then I try to go away. I think yeah, this, this, uh, you you can say that, but in saying of doing this is something different. But uh, actually that's what he did. He stayed 15 laps uh, by the, by the leading group by by the factory Honda and Yamaha, and then he go. Then he drive away about I think 10 seconds. Uh, that he did what he what he what he say before. It's, um, yeah, you can only do that if you have a lot of talent, of course. Yeah, old head on a young shoulders as well, I suppose. Now, I guess this depends on the event. Obviously, you've had a mix of, you know, 8, 12 and 24, but how long are the riding stints generally? And does this change as a typical race progresses? Do you have a fixed number of laps for each rider or a fixed amount of time? Or Oh, this, it's, it's, uh, this is very simple. We drive uh, till the last uh, drop of fuel is out of the fuel tank. We drive as long as possible, but uh, yeah, it depends. Uh, we have one, uh, we have tracks where we are more than one hour on track, and we have tracks like most now we are uh, 58 minutes on track. It depends, of course, on the fuel consumption. And you, you like Lacoste is much faster. You go every lap, you go over 330 kilometers per hour on the straight. Uh, then we have more fuel consumption than than uh, and then Le Mans, and also in, in rain. In rain, it can be one one hour 20 that we are on track. Yeah, it depends on the on the on the circumstances. Yeah. 
I've got to ask you how um, how how accurate are the um, the fuel gauges? I mean, to, literally, how low can you go? <laughs> Uh, we can go to, uh, yeah, like a cola, 0.2. Wow. Yes, yes. If we're coming in on the track, we have uh, almost no fuel anymore. You, you cannot imagine how many fuel is in, almost nothing. No. We have now in most uh, two times that we have only uh, 0.2 max in our fuel tank. Yes. You can make maybe half a lap more than finished. That's it. That's that's literally as, as far as you can go. Fantastic. For example, we have the problem that we calculate that Marcus make 135 uh, in the race, but he was a little bit too fast. And w- doing this, he uh, was crossing the finish line three seconds uh, over uh, before three. It means he must make one lap more. Then we start to be a little bit nervous. And he has, uh, he cannot do the outlap. If you do not save gear, he cannot make the outlap. Running on fumes. Amazing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What about um, nutrition and hydration? Do the riders have drinking systems while they're on board the bikes? Yes, they have a drinking system, uh, two liters they have on the back. And uh, this they fill up with, with uh, uh, what the guys, what they want. Some guys want to have magnesium, some water. I don't know what they put in, but um, as long as no alcohol for me, is everything okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not until the last laugh anyway. What about food intake? How is that managed in the team to keep the riders focused, you know, with the, the right amount of energy release at the right time and not too much, of course? No, we, this time, to be honest, uh, Kenny, Kenny Foray was there as a spare rider and he managed this uh, with the guys uh, when they need colidrats or taking or, or, or proteins or which drink or magnesium. They manage that uh, by their own because everybody has his system. And uh, the guys in the kitchen, they try to, to follow uh, all the guys what they want. Yeah. There's almost like a wish list of things that each rider needs ready at a given time. And Some riders want to have only pasta. Some riders want to have only uh, fish and, and, and rice. And and uh, we, we do we do what they want. It's very easy. Yeah, not too scientific then. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's, it's, no, it's very easy. That we are very easy in this because we know if you if you give a rider what he likes, he has never complained and he's fast. You know, it's uh, we never say no for these things. We never say no. I'm interested to know because I've I've never done it. But how about racing at night time? You've obviously done it many times. But how difficult is this uh, when the body must be crying out for sleep? Uh, the adrenaline, I guess, wears off at a certain point and exhaustion sets in and. How difficult is it to, to keep riding consistently without crashing? Yeah, the, the problem is, of course, if you uh, sleep, in, normally the most of the guys don't really sleep. If you really sleep and you fell asleep and you're really tired and then you wake up, uh, I can tell you the first uh, laps are hard. Then uh, especially in Le Mans when it is uh, about zero degrees or one, two degrees at night and you jump on the bike, the first two laps, uh, you're always thinking by yourself, what, why I'm doing it. Why, why for which reason i'm doing this uh, i have it every time when i race but after two three laps you start to enjoy again uh, your job and, and, and you go full it's only the first two laps uh, i think every race has the same uh, the same comments they always think then why why i'm doing this <laughs> but okay on the end uh, once the stint is going you, you're coming in a, in a kind of of of, uh, of level and then it's easy easy it's not never easy but then then it's going no problem just out of interest for you personally, would you prefer riding through the night or racing in the wet? Oh, riding in the night. Riding in the night in, in Spa is still, uh, for me, uh, uh, the best ever. I think all the riders who drive once in Spa before the 24 hours, 
and in the fully dark, in the fully black, it's 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 like um, for me it was the best. The, the, if you if you say to me what's the best you remember from the full career is uh, above the wings driving at night in Spa. Oh, fantastic! And uh, you make almost the same lap times in the daytime because you you start to change not with your eyes but on on the on the refs uh, with your nose noise and ears and and then it's like uh, you know that's the best. It's the best from racing. Not rain, no, oh. no rain, no, no, no rain. Because it's also happened. We did also a lot of races uh, in Spa with the rain. And that's not exciting. It's it's um, this I don't like. It's I don't like. We're not. Yeah, good to hear how much you uh, enjoyed uh, riding at nighttime. There, that's fantastic. So, what difference has it made in this race format? You know, not having all the spectators supporting the team throughout the day and night this year. I mean, you must have missed this badly in the past year. Yeah, sure. It was it was boring. Yeah, if you have uh, if you if you go to Lima, where normally are uh, uh, I don't know uh, hundred thousand spectators. And now it's zero. It's not the same atmosphere, for sure not. No, it's not nice. And then when we see again uh, uh, spectators in Mox and uh, especially in uh, Le Castellet, Bulldor was was fantastic because you 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 hear the guy uh, screaming when you're also standing on the start finish line. Also the riders, and that's a, a yeah, big difference, of course. Yeah, brilliant. Well, hopefully we're going to be back to full crowds again for the whole season next year. Werner, it's been fantastic celebrating the team's success with you and great to hear all those insights into the world of endurance racing, BMW style. So we wish you the best for that busy and successful winter programme and look forward to catching up with you again next year. I hope that we have uh, next year you phone me back so we can uh, speak about uh, some better news world title. I, we hope we'll be fighting for it. We'll be fighting for it. It's already a massive success from this year, but thanks ever so much. And let's hope we do that as well, Werner. Take care now. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers, Werner. And a massive congrats from all the race fans listening to this podcast, many of whom will have followed your racing exploits over the years on various BMW bikes. Right, hope you enjoyed that. And please check back with us soon, as we've got some super interesting guests coming up soon on Ride & Talk. Until then, bye for now.